As mentioned, the Tall Blacks have overturned a 15-point second-half deficit to beat Jordan 83-75 and win bronze at the FIBA Asian Cup in Indonesia, their first-ever podium finish at the event. Smith Milner from deep. Go! New Zealand! Somehow, some way, have battled back to take the lead. Now Taylor Britt, who has come back in deep for Flynn Cameron, brings it up. Smith Milner doesn't hesitate. Go! Look how he's feeling it. Cody Smith-Miller again. Go! On fire! Well, Abu Hawass puts it up and misses. And that is it for Jordan. Heartbreak for them. They played so well for three quarters. They just could not get it going in the fourth. And New Zealand, despite their struggles, have battled back to win it 83-75. to Captain Tahi Smith-Milner, as I say, top scored with 25 points, 14 of them in the fourth quarter. Here are his uh, post-match thoughts briefly. Bit of a surreal moment uh, for myself, um, being able to captain the side. Um, huge proud moment for me, um, being able to go one step further um, in this Asia Cup from the last one. Um, super proud of this team. There's no words right now that can explain how proud of them I am. Yeah, it was a tough game right from the start. Um, they came out very, very hot uh, shooting-wise. But um, like our haka says, um, we weather that storm. No matter what happens, we just stick together. Next man down, man goes down, next man up. Um, and lastly, just want to thank the boys and the staff of uh, Jordan as well. Amazing game, great tournament. Um, yeah, we went to battle today and thankfully we came out on the other side, the better team. That is captain of the Tall Blacks, Tahi Smith-Milner. Let's bring in coach uh, Pedro Cameron from Indonesia. Pedro, thanks for joining us, mate. Congratulations on the podium finish for the Tall Blacks. It was a, uh, a game of, uh, of peaks and troughs and ups and downs and highs and lows for the Tall Blacks. How do you reflect back on it? How's it going, Pony? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a game of uh, halves, really. In the first half, I felt like um, we had a pretty good start and we just didn't close well uh, in each quarter and they were able to jump out to a lead uh, and they felt comfortable and the, the style of we were playing was was upbeat and both teams were kind of a bit of a war of attrition. We were lost players with injuries and in the last couple of days, so it was a bit of a fight. Um, we just couldn't contain the number one Hawaii, I think, Hawazi. Yeah, so that was tough. You trailed by 10 at half time, uh, turned that into an eight point victory. As I say, you trailed at one point in the second half, I think it was in the third quarter, by 15 points. So, so what were the key things that you know your boys did well to turn things around? I think just believing in, in, in the plan and the blueprint. We you know, we all created and agreed on and and just uh, committing uh, to the standards and, and just the little things of playing at pace and securing the ball and you know, playing tough deal on them, uh, trying to disrupt them and things they wanted to do. And, you know, they just skipped on knocking down shots in the first half and then eventually they got tired and we were able to put a bit of pressure on them and they only scored nine in the fourth quarter, which you know, is always good. And while that was going on, your skipper, Tahir Smith-Milner, was catching fire. 25 points, 7 of 10 from three-point range. How big was his performance? Oh, it's massive. Look, I think, uh, you know, the, the great 
the crowd there, and we hadn't seen much crowds early, but they're all coming in for the um, the middle games and uh, in True Spirit, they're supporting uh, the team that was down uh, to make the game interesting, and just started getting louder and louder and louder each time until he hit took a shot, and he he took a um, to that and grasped that opportunity, and you could see he was feeling the crowd of all his sign gestures to the <laughs> to Jakarta, and and really felt the love, and he started putting the hands up, and you could just see he was in his own element, and, and good on him. Uh, to take that and use that uh, emotion and use the crowd uh, electricity and, and energy and, and turn it into a win for us. Outstanding. And I think I saw as well, he was on four fouls for much of the final quarter too, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I think he got three quick ones in the first half and you know, one was a little hard done by, but you know, he's our most experienced big. He's one of our top players and we just couldn't risk a putting to keep him in there and, and then possibly losing him for for the game. Um, so we just saved him on him a little and we reached on the rest of our bench. And, um, you know, Hunt's been doing a magnificent job as well and um, Timmons has been playing on a bad ankle and I think they emptied the tanks and it was really good to see. Uh, and we got over the line. You look at the squad that you've taken to Indonesia, younger and far less experienced than recent squads. I think the average age is 23, only 64 national team caps, and Tahi's got 46 of those. So it's pretty inexperienced. Does that make this achievement even more significant for you? Look, look, it's all, this whole thing is about preparing for the World Cup. You know, we've got so many windows to to get in there and qualify, and this is a great chance to uh, blood new players and see the younger and guys who haven't had experience to see where they fit uh, going into next year's World Cup but along the way you know we we want to be successful we want to play in with the um, group it's all about player availability you know a lot of players are out for certain reasons uh, school and, and whatnot and um, you know, making ends meet with their families. Uh, they haven't been able to earn uh, much stuff with their family uh, for their families because of um, the environment the last couple of years. And everything's been chucked into, you know, 22. All the qualifiers, the pro leagues are all back. And so they're going to make a choice, you know. But um, we want our best players available going forward. And this is a a great chance in for you know players to express themselves about wearing the black, and it was good. You know, it's all about player depth, and and if you can't do the job, if you can't step up, then someone else must take your place. You know. Yeah, and, and you have built that depth. I mean, four Tall Blacks debutants uh, on this trip: Isaac Davidson, Max Darling, Sam Menenga, Kane Keel. Uh, how do you assess how they went across the tournament in their first appearance in the Black Singlet? Oh, it's amazing. Like, I, I think, you know, we lost Max early. Um, over here, he got a knee injury early, and, and that was sad. He was, you know, he's coming along really good uh, with it all. And then we lost also Meninga to some illness. Um, and so that was tough. We're a depleted group, and, and we had our another three or four young guys who hadn't, hadn't played. So, you know, we're up against it, but I really commend all the players who were able to step up 
and, and also my staff who've done a great job preparing them uh, right down to the you know medical unit, getting them all ready for each game. And, um, you know, just that's what it's about, right? It's all hands on, on deck, makes the work lighter. You just got to share the load and somebody's got to step up. So it was a great uh, learning curve, not always enjoyable, but, um, you know, there's definitely some some upside and, and some learnings there. And you look across the tournament, the only two teams you lost to, Lebanon and Australia, they were the ones who played the gold medal match, of course, and, and they weren't big losses, Perro, you know. Do you feel like you're, even with a team like this and an experienced team, a young team, that you're, you know, that you're, you're pretty close to, to teams like that? I think, you know, both games were, you know, really came down into the kind of the middle stages of the fourth quarter where... Uh, myself and coaches, we could have made some better choices um, for our players. You know, with a young group, you know, you have to lead them a little and let them find their own way. But I think I could have done a better job there in some points. And then um, just also the, you know, having been out of that kind of match play for a while and then getting thrown into the deep end for a week is exciting. Tournament play is always different to one-off uh, games. And the FIBA qualifier kind of windows. So just dealing with that and then moving on to the next one, reviewing, moving on in, is is just a massive task because you're playing every second day and then later on in the top eight, you're playing every day. So it's a quick turnaround um, and, you know, a lot of learnings and finding out uh, what players are about and what your whole staff's about and, just moving forward, you know, it's it's a great kind of thing to experience, and it's 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 good for everybody. Mm, indeed, all right. So you uh, tuck this one away—a bronze medal at the uh, Asian Cup. You go back to, as you say, FIBA World Cup qualifying now. So what what happens now, Pedro? What's the what's the road ahead now for the Tall Blacks? Look, a lot of our players are either going into college or they're finishing off in the New Zealand Basketball League. There, and we've got another window. On the 16th of August, we'll do some prep, go up to Saudi Arabia and play home in Jordan and North Shore. And then another window later in uh, November, January. And then we've got a pretty much a six-month preparation phase of getting ready for the World Cup. Right, these windows are really important. We need to get on top of those. And so preparation will be about this next window. Uh, and then we'll be starting to um, finalise our squads um, um, going and looking forward to the World Cup. You feel like you're in pretty good shape? You're, you're, you're a pretty content, satisfied coach? I know you're never fully satisfied, Pedro, but you're, you're a relatively con- content coach at the moment? Yeah, look, look, there's a lot of good things that have come out of this. There's, there's some work-ons, obviously, for all of us, um, and we just got to hold our standards high, you know, and we, we need... We need the energy, we need the buy-in, and we need the commitment from our group. Um, we want to field our best group, and we want to go in prepared uh, for the World Cup. We felt in 2019 we had some pretty good plans. We had a pretty good group, and we were close, and we want to improve on that as a group as well. So it's it's not that far away, and, yeah, we're... We're um, accepting that challenge. Fantastic. Well, congrats on the uh, on the bronze medal. The first time ever a uh, tall black side has stood on the podium at a FIBA Asian Cup. Pedro, you can uh, you can tuck that one away. As I say, look forward to what's ahead. Really appreciate you having the answer to us.
No, it's been really awesome. Really appreciate the support back home and uh, all the Kiwis around, especially over here, coming out the woodwork to the games and seeing them all. It's been been really good. Tom Ampero, we'll catch you when you get home. Cheers, Ponzi. Take care, mate. You too, mate. Thanks indeed. That's Perro Cameron, coach of the Tall Blacks. Uh, fairly happy coach. Uh, the Asian Cup has finished with a bronze medal. A win over India, lost to Lebanon, then wins over the Philippines and Syria and Korea. A loss to Australia in the semi-final and then the bronze medal match. An 83-75 win for the Tall Blacks overnight last night.